Thank you, Father. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen? What a glorious name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Praise the name of Jesus. Mm. Amen and amen. Well, we have been in our series entitled The Spirit of Truth for a long time. <laughs> We've been on it for a while. We're just thinking, I'm thinking that we're probably bringing it to a close pretty quickly, but next week we're going to teach again on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to teach on it and discuss it and um, and then pray for people um, next Wednesday night. So come and bring people. If you've never been prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you never had hands laid on you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, it, it's a Bible thing, and you need to be praying in other tongues. I mean, every human being is for everybody, and it's not, it's not a weird thing. It's a supernatural thing. Amen. It is supernatural. So next Wednesday night, we're going to do that. So <clears throat> a couple things tonight that I want you to think about. Um, you know, when, when, we, when we teach the word from service to service, <clears throat> one truth leads to another truth. It, it, it always happens that way. One truth leads to another. One series that we do on a specific topic leads to another series that adds to what you have. And never, like never before, I'm telling you as your pastor that I have a revelation for you, for this church, of becoming in a manifested form right now in this season what those two words represent. James chapter 1 and verse 4, being perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And lacking in nothing only begins when you have the revelation that you can live that way. That's where it starts. And I have, I have just great expectation for every one of your lives that you are living in that place and not only knowing it um, not only knowing it personally and having it on the inside of you but seeing it manifested in the natural realm of great faith for that in this season in this year in this decade perfect and complete lacking in nothing <clears throat> but that comes from Embracing truth upon truth. Um, and I'm just encouraging you, don't let anything rob you from hearing the truth, from being here, listening to it, being able to download, listen to the messages. Um, by the way, you can, uh, I don't think we have an announcement for it tonight, but I'm just telling you, you can purchase all of the Word First messages online. You can go online and do that like you, just like you did last year. So they are on there to purchase. 
But listening to the word preached, downloading, or just listening to the word, not just once, but twice and three times and five times, and listening to it over and over and over again, is, why is that ringing? Sorry about that. Um, Is vital to, to living in that to experiencing that. It's vital. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen. It just, it's not some magic switch that you flip. It's something that you develop. And I'm just encouraging you by the Spirit of God, let nothing rob you of the Word. Nothing. Let nothing in the world rob you of embracing and receiving the Word. Amen? On a regular basis. From truth to truth, from one revelation to the next, from one series to the next that we teach, that we minister here, do not let anything rob you from that, of of embracing that and experiencing it. Amen? So tonight I'm going to look at a couple things and I'm going to give you a little homework and a little challenge that uh, I feel like the Lord wants everybody to do. And, and, And this challenge will relate to something in every single person's life. There won't be one person that's never experienced this in your life. Pretty cool, right? So I'm going to start in Psalm chapter 23 and verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Say, He leads me. He leads me. Mm-hmm. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. He leads me. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. Why? Because he's leading me. Right? Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into wilderness situations. He was led by the Spirit into and through wilderness situations. He, he was only in that time for 40 days, but the Holy Spirit was leading him. He wasn't, the Holy Spirit wasn't leading him into destruction. He was leading him, and along the way, there was wilderness situations. There were difficult times. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, everybody say, walk through. Walk through. Say it again. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because God is with me. His rod and His staff, His word and His spirit, what do they bring? Comfort to me. That's right. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy, they do what? They follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because He's leading me. And if he's leading me, he's got to be speaking to lead me, and i got to be hearing, and I have to be following. Right? He said, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and in, in that verse of Scripture, all the days of your life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the presence of God forever. Here, <clears throat> all the promises in in. Psalm 23, all of those are conditional to you and I being led. 
And you're not being led without hearing. Somebody's speaking to lead you. There's no leading without hearing. All of those promises in Psalm 23 are conditional to you just hearing. Not to you performing an act or doing all, no, just listen, right? Not, not you doing, making it a bigger deal than it is, just listen and then follow it. And he said, goodness and mercy will follow you, they'll be around you, they'll be there at your disposal all the days of your life because you're listening and you're following and you're doing what he says. All those promises are conditional. Remember that in what we're going to look at here. <clears throat> In, in, in Psalm 23, you see this about the shepherd. Just write these three things down. If you're taking notes or whatever you're doing. Or just, if you have a lightning fast mind, just remember. The shepherd leads, he feeds, and he protects. The shepherd leads, and he feeds, and he protects. I'll say it again. The shepherd leads, and he feeds, and he protects. And you know what? You know what that place is. Proverbs talks about it three times. That place is a safe place. When I'm being led, when I'm being protected, when I'm being fed, that's a safe place. That's a safe place. Actually, that is what. Most people live their life stressed out about being protected, knowing where to go, being fed, being taken care of. Most of the world stresses over that, and yet we can live in that place where if he's leading me, would he lead you into poverty and lack? No. Would he lead you into sickness and disease? No. Would he lead you into anything? No. When he's leading, he's protecting, he's feeding, and I'm telling you, there's no other place like that place. That is a safe place. And I promise you, you, you can go from here to Timbuktu, and there's no place on the planet that is safe without God. Well, I'm just going to move to the mountains. Bears will kill you. Well, I'm, I'm just going just gonna to live by the ocean. Well, you drown. Well, I'm just going to live somewhere. There is nothing safe on planet Earth except in His presence. And, and when you're in His presence, it no matter where you're at, you can be in the most dangerous place on planet Earth and be safe. That's the safest place for you and for me. Where does all that come from? All those promises in Psalm 23, it's like they cover everything, but they're all conditional to being led. And you can't be led if you're not hearing. And when I'm hearing, it does something in my life. It creates a safe place. Say this, I am safe. We are safe. You don't have to be afraid of anything. 
We are safe. Safe. John 16, and we've read this um, all through uh, the last few months that we've been on this series. But I'm going to back up just a tad to verse 12 of John 16. I'm going to start with verse 12. I'm going to read 12, 13, 14, and 15, and then I'm going to read verse 7. Okay. Verse 12. Jesus was telling his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come... He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. That's what Psalm 23 was telling us. And he will tell you things that are to come, and he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine, and he'll declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said that He will take of mine and declare it unto you. So, everything that is the Father's is found in here, in the Word. Everything that is the Father's is found in the Word. It all belongs to Jesus, and now Jesus, everything that Jesus got when He was on the earth, He got from what he heard from the Holy Spirit. Now, now I want to remind you this. Jesus had to hear the voice of the Spirit. Okay? There were two accounts in Scripture that we have that Jesus, I think, no, three accounts that we have that Jesus heard an audible voice. The rest of the time, it was all in here. And he had to hear. He said, I didn't come here to do my own agenda. I came here to do the will of the Father. And we have to understand that the will of the Father is that we live the lives that we've been given, that we fulfill the destiny He put us here to fulfill, but we do it by being more confident in the voice internally than the voices externally. So, Jesus makes this point in the seventh verse, he says this. Maybe he didn't. You got, there it is. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. We've talked about this before, but something today just just hit me really strong about that. Here Jesus, who is, I mean, he is everything to humankind in that moment, in that day and time. He's everything. And he comes to them and he tells them, I mean, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't in this like, well, I mean, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't, I don't feel like what maybe some people think it was what he was saying. What he was saying is, if I leave 
and I send you what's in me that's causing me to do what I'm doing, it's going to benefit you because now you can all do it. Right? Now all of you can do what, what, what needs to be done. And, and if we can all hear, I mean, it's that much more impacting in the earth and we're winning the earth because we're hearing God and doing what He says. I mean, I mean in, in certain instances, I mean, there were, there were five and ten and probably fifteen, maybe twenty, maybe thirty, maybe fifty thousand people that followed him to hear what he had to say. If we're hearing God in a way, people will follow us individually. They'll follow you and want what you have. But we have to hear God because if you read Psalm 23, all the things that you and I need to be effective in the earth are there. His word and his spirit bring comfort to you no matter what comes. And everything that I'm reading tonight, you boil it all down, it's a safe place. Where What we're talking about is living in that safe place with God so that we can be effective and nothing moves us. And it all comes as a result of being able to hear the voice of God. So, I want you to, I'm going to give you a challenge tonight. And... I'm going to pick on a couple of you next week. I won't tell you who it is. But I'm going to pick on a couple of you next week to tell me if this happened or not for you, okay? I want you to practice this. I want you to exercise this this week. Everybody say, I'm not going to ask you this question, but everybody sitting in here has lost something at one time or another. Car keys. a piece of jewelry, something that was valuable to you and you've lost it. Now, maybe something that you've lost is way gone and you don't, you don't know. But, but actually, when, if I have a set of keys and I can't find them, are they lost? No, they're somewhere. They are somewhere, right? Right? Would the spirit of truth that knows everything about everything have the ability to reveal to you where the car keys are? We even have scripture on it. The Bible says, whatever is hid shall be brought to light. Not lost, but hid. Now, you know, (laughs) I've... I've given this challenge to just different people, some family members, you know, extended family members, other people um, that, you know, they, they know about God, but they, they're not necessarily, you know, developing this kind of a relationship with God because if you're not taught this, you won't know how to do this. And some people just think, you know, you're, you're nuts. But, but I, I don't want to just talk about hearing the voice of God. I want to know how to hear the voice of God. Come on. My wife and I can tell you of maybe not a hundred things, but a lot of things that appeared to be lost that we found because we declared that scripture and we prayed in the Holy Spirit and then we prayed with the understanding and we got and found what it was that supposedly was lost. It wasn't lost. It was hidden. But he said whatever is hidden will be brought to the light. That's a benefit of praying in the Holy Spirit. So my challenge to you tonight is if you have something 
that you've lost. I'm telling you tonight, the Holy Spirit knows where it's at. And I challenge you tonight, this week, to begin to pray in the Spirit, asking God to reveal to you the location of whatever it is that's lost. It's giving you an example of something that you could do, that you can practice to develop your ability to hear. How many will take the challenge? Okay, if you can think of something, if you know there's something that's lost. I don't care what it is. It could be another human being. It could be whatever. He said whatever is hid will be lost. What does it take for the promises of God to work? It takes, number one, without a doubt, having faith that God is true to his word. If he said that will work, if he said that he is leading us and that we can be led by his spirit, we can hear his voice, if he said that, we've talked about that for weeks now, if that's true, then would God reveal himself in a situation like I'm challenging you to do right now? The only reason I'm challenging you is because it's happened time and 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 time again for me. Because I ask him. He said, those that ask receive, right? And many times you have to ask and keep on thanking him and thanking him and thanking him. And as we do that, then internally he'll show you. Have you ever, have you ever looked... You, you, you appeared to lost something, and you looked in, in crazy places that you had never even been. God won't send you on a wild goose chase like that. Do, does, does something like that matter to God? I, I know people that tell me, well, well I, I wouldn't waste my time doing something like that because God's busy and got other things to do. We're not talking about somebody that just has enough time for one or 10 or 15 people. He knows where you are. He knows every hair of your head and how many are there and how many are falling out. Amen? And when they're falling out. He knows that. He knows everything about you. Right? So ask him. And next week I'm going to call on a couple of people or I'll get some volunteers or do something. But I want to see how that goes with you. Amen? So, in Romans 8, and I want to read these last two passages here, and then I want to pray the prayer in Ephesians over you tonight. In Romans 8, in verse verse 12, he said, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh, for if we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if by the Spirit we're putting to death the deeds of our body, then we'll live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God, those who are led by the Spirit. And and what I like about these next couple of verses is that he explains what being led by the Spirit of God is. What he was saying in this whole chapter is all about being led by the Spirit, about hearing the voice of God. And When he's saying that we're not indebted to the flesh, we can't put all of our 
focus and attention and our dependency on things in the natural meeting our needs and taking care of the things that we have in life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I can't look to the world to not want. Maybe somebody will help you for a while, but sooner or later, it, it ends up being between you and God. It, it's always that way. And he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us to the ends of the earth. There's no friend on planet earth like God himself. And he said, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may be glorified with Him together. But the, 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 the point that I, that I want to just drill in on here is, in, in other words, he's saying, My obligation, my leading cannot be in the flesh. My leading has to be in the Spirit. And how does that happen? When it's confirmed to me from the Word of God that I'm a child of God. I'm able to cry out to God not as, you know, something that's maybe out there, something I know is out there. And not only is He out there, but He is my Father. He is my Father. And when I know He's my Father then I can have confidence that He's going to show me and bear witness to me what the truth is. What did John 16 say? He said, Jesus told His disciples, I'll send you another helper, another comforter. And what will He do? He'll guide you into all truth. He'll show you things that are to come. I mean, He will set you up for success. Having your best interest at heart, covering your back all the time, always being there. And what that creates in that relationship with God is that safe place. It's that safe house that I can live in all the days of my life, no matter where I'm at, no matter where I go, I'm in a safe place. Can you say amen to that? That's what he does to us. That's why we have to practice this. And the little example I'm giving you is because I want you to practice in a greater way what I'm talking about and get understanding from God about how to apply that, apply that in any given situation that you face. I don't care what it is. One of the things he said right here is that when we got saved, we didn't get born again to go back into bondage and into fear. We got saved and born again to be liberated from fear. You know why? Because fear will shut down your ability to hear. Fear will shut down your ability to hear. And it will cause you to make rash and emotional and undisciplined decisions about things in life that will create more issues and more havoc and, and, and there'll be unrest and no peace and no safe place. No safe place. When we make decisions based on fear. And everybody's faced with that all the time, but we have a promise in the Word found in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, but I'm going to read verse 6 first. And it says this, therefore I remind you, that's what I'm doing tonight, I'm reminding you of this, to stir up the gift of God which is in you. What is that? It's the Holy Spirit. 
the gift of the Holy Spirit that you have embraced and received. If you're, not, if, if you're born again, then the gift of the Holy Spirit is inside of you. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, to activate and stir that up on the inside of you, that's what we're going to do next uh, Wednesday night. But when we, we and, and what, I, what we're doing here, when I was saying it at the beginning of the service, that everything that you hear is is truth upon truth, and you don't, you don't want to miss truth upon truth because you've got so much other information that bombards you on a day-to-day basis trying to convince you, and, and if you get a little and then a little and you don't listen to any other and you throw a little in there to try to mix it, but you've got so much other information and so many other circumstances and so many things that you see with your eyes and you hear with your ears trying to convince you that what you see out there is reality and it's real. Just a little here and a little there and a piece here and a piece there isn't enough to combat the things that you face and that you see and look at on a day-to-day basis. Just not. There's no way. That's why you have to have it. And that's why he said here. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. What is that gift through the laying on of hands? It's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, he said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has given and is revealing to you power. He's revealing to you how to walk in love. He's revealing to you about a sound mind, how to take thoughts captive and give no place to fear in the enemy. That's what, from internally, that's what he's revealing to us on a day-to-day basis. Man, there's just, I I mean, I'm just so passionate right now about us making sure that we are staying honed in to the truth of God's Word and allowing that to be in the forefront of our eyes and our hearing, that we do not let other things distract us. Because because in the earth, in the other realm, there's the realm we see right here, but then there's another realm. It's the spiritual realm. And in the spirit realm, there is such major activity that is going on. And, And that major activity from the spiritual realm wants to bring fear and torment. It wants to convince you that there is no safe place. It wants to convince you that you can't do certain things in life. When God is constantly from that spirit realm connected to the inside of us is revealing to us. That's why we have to pay attention to this and not this. I mean, I I just tell you, and, and maybe I wouldn't have said this before, but I'm telling you today. 100% of the time, because of what you're training yourself to do, you can't make decisions based on what you see and how you feel. You just can't. Now, the decision that you make may have been a decision that was okay in the natural, but you can't allow yourself to be actually, from the enemy, tricked into thinking, well, that works, so this will work. No, no, no. We've got to know what we're hearing. That's why the little challenge I just gave you, 
If you've seen something lost, listen to me. You begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, and God reveals to you where the thing that supposedly was lost is. Will that spark your faith? <laughs> Come on. Right? Will that stir your faith? We, we've, we have found the things that were supposedly lost. We found some things that appeared to be lost for years. And then one day, you know what? I remember that thing. And I go look somewhere. Bam, there it was. Why? Because I asked and he showed us. Right? I mean, yeah, you can trip over some things and find something and, you know, after so many years, you just pull something out and there it is and it popped out. Well, it was, it, it was hidden. It was revealed, you know, okay? But I'm talking about you praying and you asking and you receiving. See, because that's what we need to be able to do every single day of our life. Everything that we face, everything that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, we need to be able to believe we can hear His voice and that He will talk to us. And if we'll do what He said, that He'll show us the things that are to come. That, I, all, I'm, all I'm doing is, with a little bit of emotion, all I'm doing is just preaching to you what He already said. Right? right? Did I not give you Scripture and verse to back up everything I just told you? No, I gave you scripture and verse. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how to preach without scripture and verse. <laughs> Maybe some people do, and they can tell a lot of stories and all this. Others, I can't. I have to depend on the word to tell me what to say. But all I'm saying to you is what I believe. I'm not telling you something that I just, I mean, I'm telling you something that I've heard from someone else somewhere else. I mean, I've heard stories and I've heard these kind of things and I've been taught all my 40 plus years of salvation. But I'm not telling you something that's someone else's story. I'm telling you based on revelation that I have that this is true and this is the way to live in the fullness of the things of God. Can you say amen to that? So, tonight, if you'll put that... Ephesians prayer up there on the screen. <clears throat> Just follow with me on this. <clears throat> this is Ephesians 3 and 14. For this reason, Paul said, for this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in here tonight and every family in heaven and earth is named. I'm declaring tonight that He is granting you according to the riches of His glory for you to be strengthened with might and ability through His Spirit, where? In you. That's why this prayer is so important. This and the one in Ephesians and the one in Colossians, that's why these are so important. That you are reminding yourself, like He just said in 2 Timothy 1.6, that I'm going to stir you up on the inside of the gift you have on the inside that came to you by the laying on of hands. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that you can combat any fear of any type that comes against your life. Because fear shuts down the ability to hear. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. 
that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you be filled with the fullness of God. Filled with the fullness, doesn't the Scripture say that we were, that if God is in us, that we're, we have the fullness of God inside of us, right? But experientially, we need, when, 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 you've, when you're filled up and you're giving out, you're depleted. In other words, you're depleted of awareness and assurance of certain things, and it has to continually be this continual filling because you're giving out, and it comes back in, and you're giving out. That's why we need to be aware of that. He said, he said not to, um, to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge, that we be filled with the fullness of God continuously. And how does this happen? The 20th verse. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, how? According to the power that works inside of according to our ability to be led, which can only happen by being able to hear and know his voice. So something is lost, you're praying in the spirit, you're hearing his voice, he's leading you where to go find it, and you go and do it. Amen. You know, at the end of the day, you can hear him, he can tell you what to do, but if you don't do it, it won't work, right? Oh, yeah, I know exactly where it's at. Why don't you go get it? Well, I'm just expecting it to float into my hand. I, I don't know. I mean, why would someone not do what God told them to do? That's why we have to practice this and become absolutely confident and convinced that we can hear his voice all the time. I mean, would has he told us that he would never withhold from us? In the James passage of Scripture, any man lacks wisdom, where does wisdom come from? God? Any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and he never withholds. He gives everything that we need to know how to deal with whatever we face and he never withholds to us. He will never withhold. So if he doesn't withhold, then every time I ask him, I can receive. Well, you know, Pastor, I tried that, and it's, you know, it's just, just, just not working. No? No? You, you know what the truth is? And I'm going to end with this. And you need to catch this. You know what the truth of that is? The truth tried you, and you failed. If the truth tells me what to do, and I do that, and then I quit because I don't see what I want to see, then the process tried you, and you failed. Because God's Word works, and He never fails. So... All I'm saying to you, because, you know, well, Pastor, for you to say that, that means that it's always worked for you. <laughs> Not. Huh? 
Absolutely not. What I'm saying to you is we just don't quit. We ask, we keep on asking, we seek, we keep on seeking, we knock, we keep on knocking, we stay with it, we don't quit. Why? Because we got to learn to think how he thinks, and when we get it and we get the understanding from him, then what we do will happen just the same way it did with Jesus. That's right. Because he's the mark, he's the perfect example. That's what I'm reaching toward. So I'm telling you tonight. He will answer you on anything you stay with him on until you see completion. He'll answer. Well, there's just some things you won't get till heaven. Okay. If that's what he wants, then that's so. But I don't see that in his word. He's shown me anything I go after him toward, he will give to me. He's not going to give me something that's going to hurt me going to give me something in understanding and revelation and the things that, that I'm seeking him for. You seek the Lord, he'll come to you and give you the things that you're looking for. Right. I didn't say it was easy to do, but it's very simple, almost to the point that even me saying it like that seems, yeah, but you don't, no, I know, I know. That's how simple it is. That's why most people miss it, because it seems so simple that it couldn't be true. Didn't say it was easy, but it's very simple. Super simple. The word is, I mean, the farther I go, the simpler it gets, and the more I realize I don't know. What's that about? Super, super, super simple, but the more I understand, the more I don't know. But it makes me want to know more. <laughs> you know, I'm not getting discouraged because I can't figure this problem out. Hmm? Two plus two, it's not five, it's, God, I just can't get it. Throw up your hands. No, I'm staying with it till I get the answer. Four. Yeah, I did it. Amen? You guys look really serious tonight. Man. But I'm telling you tonight, we can hear his voice. And we are hearing his voice. And we are living perfect and complete, lacking in nothing in our life. That's where we're living. That's what this year and this decade is about with the doors of opportunity remaining open because they've always been open. They'll never be shut. And because of where we're positioning ourselves and the place that we're staying in, man, we're, we are under an open heaven and open doors of opportunity that are coming to us from every direction. Can you say amen to that?